Howdy, partner. Oh, what's up, buddy? What's that background you got going on, man? Uh, oh, that's that's just Boston. Oh, cool, cool. It's not as fancy as my car background. But no, I, but I can make it. I can make it to anything. <laughs> Let's see. I think I used to have Anthony up here. But yeah, it's my uh, oh, whatever the virtual is. Is that the hat you won in uh, Waco or what? Yeah. So are you, are you recording? Have you started? Yeah, yeah. I'm recording it, but I all right, cool. Yeah. So yeah, this is of course that's my of course my messy space. But yeah, this is the hat I want, want at one. Um, so for the, of course for the record, so it's hard to tell, but Tommy got the uh, initials engraved. So oh, that's badass. I didn't know that. The, not the initials, of course, the last name, and then of course Wild World Record for twelve. So gotcha. so I know Tommy. I knew Tommy would be watching this, so it was actually a trap. So Tommy, thanks for giving me one of the coolest presents I ever had as a strong man. I've gotten swords. I got shields, but a cowboy. I feel like not only is it authentic towards Texas and to um, the area, I think it's, it's of course a super nice, like handcrafted thing. Yeah. So of course, very thoughtful. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. It's personal um, and everything. Uh, there we yeah. go. There's, there's a better backup, better uh, <laughs> background. There you go. Right on. Uh, so I guess I should do an introduction here. I got uh, three-time world record press holder Nicholas Camby and newly crowned 105 uh, America's strongest man. America's strongest man. Yeah. yeah. Getting ready to uh, uh, hold on to his title at Clash 2022. What, uh, how are you feeling after ASM? Uh, I was actually just feeling pretty, pretty good. More just, um, body wise, like in terms of like the aches and pains. Um, yeah. I actually was more beat up after Waco from doing the two lifts oh, or the, yeah, yeah. the, or the uh, maybe six attempts. And maybe like, of course you consider some of the warmups, but yeah. uh, for some reason I, I was a little more beat up from that. Um, so I actually come into this, I actually feel pretty well. So I uh, still took the, we still took the time off. Um, like doing like light exercises, but my knee really held up. Well, um, it was a little swollen, um, it was a little swollen after Waco. So I did, of course, do a lot of work with it. I got like, I got my hands on the Normatec boots uh, for like circulation. So I almost like did everything to make sure it was ready to go. And yeah, it held up well and it feels really good now. So um, I'll be ready for OSG uh, training. So yes, that starts tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I remember seeing you on the table after a couple of your, your first, your log attempt when you were getting ready for the block. Um, and when you said your knee was swelling up a little bit and it was an older injury that was kind of catching up with you a little. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it was it funny. I'm surprised it didn't, um, um, it, I'm surprised it didn't come up now or it didn't come up during the contest. I felt it a little bit on the log, but that's generally what I felt. I think a lot of it was like overuse from doing, <laughs> attempting, like going for the log and like logging mm-hmm. twice a week and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. I can slow down on, on that a little bit, but the, the stones will be interesting because stones, stones, you get into that nice lap position. So like, again, can I stay healthy? Can I be able to lower the stone? But I think uh, I should be okay. And don't, that, worry about don't worry about me. <laughs> and that leads into one of the first questions somebody asked me to ask you was plans for other records. You're going for the stone record, correct? In December. Uh, I actually, I told you, told the guys today, I I'm passing on that. And then, and again, just for the, for, for the same reason is just like, it's really heavy on the it's really heavy on the knees, mm-hmm. um, especially again, especially on the stones, but I will, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll probably go after next year, but also, um, I think after kind of OSG, I'll be in a, I'll be like in a good position to, yeah. um, just kind of recover. So that was kind of my plan, mm-hmm. but 
Um, next year, I would love. If any, I don't know if any if any promoters are listening. Um, a circus, I guess, a max circus stunt on a contest. So I'm not sure necessarily if I want to go. I'll do a record breaking, but I'm just gonna pray that there's a max circus dumbbell. Maybe someone wants to see it. Maybe someone wants. Maybe yeah. someone put it in. So that I think that would be um, that would probably be the next one I would want to focus on. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen a max circus dumbbell in a comp outside of I think the Arnold did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be really cool to set or even just to get close to, because the record's 275. That's going to be tough to beat for any 105 out there. Uh, two, uh, 270. Uh, by yeah, and then it's like 282, but the world record by a okay. gentleman in Poland. His name is Marcheski. Okay. Um, but yeah, there has, but he clicked, he, he did that back in 2017 at a Pro-Am. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's when Anthony won his pro card was that same contest. Oh. Anthony Furman. So it's, yeah, it's been a while that has actually been in like a relevant one Oh five show. Yeah, that's rad. It would be really cool to get somebody to, and I don't know if any promoters necessarily are listening, but uh, we just crossed a thousand unique downloads today. So somebody might be. <laughs> Ooh, cool. All right. Excellent. Yeah. What, uh, how do you feel? You said your knee was swollen up a little bit. Do you feel like training for those maxes detracted a little bit from your comp prep? I mean, obviously you won, so it couldn't have done too much, but. Uh, absolutely. I think I would have had, that was kind of the question going into this little uh, and going into September. And originally um, the plan was to have um, an additional show the week before ASM. And that was the world ultimate strength, strong man, like world strongest medley. So I was going to, I was going to hop into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or, so for my mindset for like at least a few months first or so, cause they didn't change that until maybe like a month, a month out before it was actually supposed to happen. But for a while I, I was, I, I was anticipating doing all three contests or doing. So when I say all three contests, so the record breaker at Waco, the world's strongest medley, and then do America's strongest man. So I understood like what each uh, contest was for, had events. So I'm like, what events are the same? What events are different? Um, what can I, what, what can I do? But I was, so for a while I was training, I was training some farmers, some tires, um, some yoke and I was getting beat up on those and then they got taken out. I'm like, Oh, well, that kind of saved me some, but again, I still have the two shows. So, um, so it was, it was a different type of prep. So I knew that in general, again, I was pretty confident in my abilities in terms of, um, of course, how I've been competing. And again, and again, since it is a pro show, so I do have a good sense of, uh, like who's, who came out and, um, again what their strengths are and what their weaknesses is so I, if i had like a re- i knew it like in my head if i had a regular prep i could beat these guys i could beat these guys um any day in any contest but i'm doing this off a short prep and that was a question myself i never jumped in i've jumped in contests before but in a pro level i never jumped in a contest and do it and um i was doing like really li- i was doing some like light work with like the sandbag i, I was deadlifting i deadlifted a decent amount um, but some, not everything I touched, uh, maybe I would touch maybe twice heavy. So I would touch some of those implements like super light, but because I still, again, try to peek on the log and on the block, uh, really just the log, but, but, uh, um, I was still trying to peek. Um, so again, I just had that one focus. So it was a little, so what, there was a question, like, am I be able to recover? Can I do two weight cuts? I've never done two weight cuts in one month like that either. There were three weeks apart. So like, can I do two weight cuts? Can I do a, a good two week block? Like, will it? Like, will it affect me? Will it be better? Um, and I think just going into that. So I probably didn't have like, I, I think for instance, I wasn't like on a strongest, maybe I think probably only where I would make up points would probably be on the max 
Husa felt on the throws, everything else um, felt pretty felt pretty good on, on par. Um, but I did actually train those probably the up to the most was the Husa fell in in the bags. And um, again, that's they're still lacking. But again, hopefully soon all that work will turn into some podium finishes in that event. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a challenge for myself to um, to put to see if I could do both of the things. And um, yeah, definitely I would say in, short infected, but also like any nerves really get cut away because when you're re- competing regularly and of course doing well and the things that you, the work that you put in the, like in between contests is coming out and being successful. Again, you do, do build a certain confidence. So after the log record, I'm like, wow, I really, I really wasn't sure I was able to get that. So I was pretty, it helped my confidence going in, especially like going into each event, your, your mindset's ready and you're ready to lift heavy weights. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you, you touched on for a brief second, there was the back-to-back weight cuts and then you're planning on doing it again in a month, basically. At so that's, so it's, I think it's six weeks. Six weeks from now. Let's, let's, let's take a look. So today's Thursday. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So six, so six weeks out. Well, but it's a little more, it's a little more time. I can almost yeah. do like two, like two little uh, blocks working up to this, which would still be more time than I had for not only SM, but more time than I have for Russia. So Russia was very similar situation, but I think it was five weeks, about five weeks apart. And that's like a three week training block. So, but I was much more uh, dead after clash. I would say I was like, my body hurt for like a week. It took, it took everything like all to see, I had to go see all my people to get me one, like one piece. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Um, I was going to ask too for OSG. I know you have a, it's another log for reps, but it's press away. Obviously we know you're good at log. You tied for first at ASM. You've set the record now. Um, how do you feel about press away? Do, do you feel like that hurts you at all? I know some guys have a hard time with that. No, just a correction. I won the log and I tied on the, on the deadlift. Oh, I thought, I thought Jeff on the score sheet or James oh. sorry, on the score sheet also had six on the log. No, he got, he got one. He what? tied with, he tied with uh Frank. Oh, Okay, maybe. Okay, I wonder if I was looking at the point spread then. No worries. Um, One log. But yeah, but it was my, that was my first like log for reps, uh, com- like competition when actually it's been or maybe since I was an amateur. So that was so that was pretty neat as well. Um, but your question was, what's your question again? Uh, well, first of all, I want to touch on. I noticed that I rewatched your log video before we did this, and I noticed that uh, you didn't implement your signature split jerk. And I mean, if anything, you, you barely even used leg drive up until that last rep or two. Um, that was pretty rad to watch. Just wanted to comment on that. Uh, my question was, do you feel like press away is better or worse for you than clean every rep? Um, I think it just, I think it's, it's still in my wheelhouse. I think it's just like another application to log and mm-hmm. I train to be like the most talented at log. So I think I'm, I'll, I'll be ready. Um, but I have a secret weapon, which is like the tsunami bar, which is, all push and press away. And that's like literally how I've been using it. So I, I'm going to hit some high numbers. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get into the double digits, but I want to push for like eight, nine, actually maybe, maybe 10 reps is wow. doable. At three twenty. So I, I, wow. I think I've done something. I think I've done something sim- in, in the past where it was, I did 280 press away in the same situation. And I think I cleaned it twice. So I did like six reps and three reps and I did nine reps in total. Um, So, so I could, I could see some, I could see myself doing something like that. And I did, I started with the pushes and I finished with a split jerk. So um, I, again, it depends like where I am in the order and what the one, but yeah, I felt pretty, I felt pretty confident in that log, log event. 
Yeah, I know uh, for myself, at least, I've got some nerve things in my back where if I stand there holding it for too long, my legs start to go. And uh, I have a hard time to impress away for more than about two or three reps before I got to reclean it. I know a couple other guys have similar things. And then also it's hard to reset and re-rack that log on the negative the same way that you get it when you clean it for some guys. Yeah, it's it's always different. So Mm -hmm. I try not to, so I try not to go over like, over like three reps when I do uh, away, but in this, in this situation, I'm going to have to learn it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, So on the next event, uh, what was the next one? Was that the deadlift? No. What were we? So you're you're going down the OSG, OSG events? No, I was going down the ASM stuff that you did. I know the first one was the Fingal Fingers, which came in second behind James. Yeah. Uh, So that's how I was close. Tenth of a second. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, you know, I I was, was, it was interesting because, so it was was better. Last time I got third at Clash, I got third. So I lost to Richie and Tommy. So it was, so this time I beat Tommy by like two seconds. So it was nice to kind of see the improvement. So I wanted, I was curious maybe it was more because of the, the heavier, but it was also um, the floor was a little slippery. So some guys had trouble with their footing, mm-hmm. but I think for that, I think everybody, but everybody was slipping. So yeah, that was another thing I was going to ask. I watched your sandbag run video and it looked like uh, that floor was slick as hell. Cause every time you were running back to the bags and everybody else was doing it too, it was real short choppy steps and like this waddle back to the bags. Yeah, yeah, I was I was watching that as well. Yeah, it was it was this seemed slippery, so yeah, you didn't want to over overdo it mm-hmm. um, on, on that sense. But if it, I think it was if it once once straight over, but you like it was also so close that you, the minute you start going, it's the bag's right there. Mm-hmm. So like normally I do like a whole like sprint back, but like yeah. twenty yeah, feet. Otherwise, it's not it was, far enough. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't far enough. Uh, the question of the day, I think for everybody though, is what the hell program did you use to get your deadlift up? Ooh, I, I, actually, I got a similar, uh, question on, on my page. Um, so sure. Um, a lot of it, um, I think to start was, I think we talked about on like prior shows, it was like the interior tilt. Um, so I think for everybody, um, and for, for a while, my form still wasn't great when I was deadlifting with the interior tilt. But I was afraid to really pull heavy because I would hurt my back a lot. And, and that's because that you'll have, like, of course, the tight quads, weak hips, and then the, the weak posterior chain. So that, of course, that really, that really affected me. And then, and of course, I had, like, a weak lower abs. Um, so, again, my, my back was hurt. So I always would stop going over, like, maybe, like, 585 to 600 for reps. I would only do, like, singles. Uh, but, again, that wasn't a way to get stronger at the event. But it was, it was interesting because I was – I was curious if it was my event, my, um, if it was my, my form and my strength, if it was just like imbalances, but I always kind of fought that, but starting out in strong, man, um, my deadlift is actually, my, was actually my best, best event. Like at anything that turned out. So I, so I started in 2012 and 2013, I pulled 715. So I like pulled 17, like right away. I'm like, Oh, wow. girl, I was like, Oh, this is pretty, I, my form was awful, but I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. It's like, I was like, I can get up in 800 no time. So, <laughs> um, then I went on like a, I went on like a journey to kind of like, like through like 2014 and 2015 and 2016, I like went on a journey to like try and improve my deadlift, but I was actually just, keep changing everything, which and I could never really stay consistent. Um, and I was always, again, kind of like all over the place. Um, so that, so that was, again, that was kind of, kind of quite the journey of trying try to kind of figure out, uh, f- figure it out what was going on. 
Um, I, again, had some coaches, but I think not until I got to the point where I was breathing correctly, lack, lock, locking my lats, getting, getting my hips low was, was, was huge. Then I fixed the form. So that was only on the, on the form part. Um, so people were always like, oh, you gotta use your hamstrings more. I'm like, and that took, took me to the realization. I'm like, it was like, that's great, but I don't have hamstrings. So literally my, my, I, my, they were super weak. Like I, like I was like almost at zero. Cause I was all, I was all quad. So I'm like, huh, this is something that I, I got to work on. And then it's going to, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take over a year to get my hamstrings where I, I wanted it to be. Um, so that's, that was, that was, like, that was another realization. Um, the accessory work uh, when I had my deadlift at the best uh, or just feeling the greatest, I was doing a lot of trap bar. So um, I, I picked up a road crack trap bar for training the clash events. So that's something that, um, again, that really helped. Um, 13 inch deadlifts and Ukrainian deadlifts. Uh, I got the Ukrainian deadlifts from Gabe uh, Pena. He, of course, yeah. he, he always does like shitload uh, on those. Like he'll do like 600, 700 pounds. I'm like, mm-hmm. that looks pretty good. I, and of course, messaged him, talked about it. He's really open um, to chatting about that. He's a good guy. So he went to detail. So I, I added those in. Um, and I think a little bit in terms of like programming, um, I was deadlifting twice a week. I actually, a bit, I've probably been deadlifting twice, uh, twice a week for a long time, but I was, but especially this year, I was deadlifting twice a week. And even if I take a, de- a, a deadlift away and add in like a Zerkshire, a Zerkshire deadlift and I did, I'm deadlifting each rep, that mm-hmm. still, uh, works. Uh, I was able to work the same system. So yeah, were you super volume, super volume heavy. I know I would have a really hard time recovering doing deadlifts twice a week. What kind of volume or weight? Mm. Like, were you doing? I was one on some days I was doing uh, the trap bar. And then some days I was doing like a, like a, a regular bar. Just changing um, entirely. Okay. Yeah. And then for clash, it was either the trap bar. It was either the trap bar or um, the trap bar or the car deadlift simulator. So okay. I, so we, we would put like tires on the car dead car dead and was able to train that train that. Um, but a lot of times what it turns out to be like, so for instance, if it was let's say maybe like a four, like a three-week block, sometimes you we you deadlift the first twice the first week, second week you deadlift again, um, twice that week, and on the third week you deadlift once, and then the fourth and then the fourth week you deadlift probably like your mat your biggest of that block. So um that, I was, I was like, that's one way I kind of programmed that. Yeah. But, uh, but again, it was all, it wasn't just one thing that fixed my deadlift. It was, yeah. it was a checklist of, mm-hmm. of a lot of different boxes that needed to go. So um knock on wood, I'm glad, I'm glad that of course um, it all worked out. But I think if, but if I, for instance, I could have done all the accessory work, all, all the, all the hypertrophy, but if I didn't fix that interior tilt, it would have, it wouldn't have got started. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of guys get discouraged too, um, trying to add to their deadlift or even any event really. But you look at what you just said. You know, you pulled your first year training pulled seven fifteen, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, but it took you what? It's eight years later now to yeah. add. So I pounds. I hit some I hit seven fifteen again in like twenty seventeen, right after uh, World OSG Worlds, mm-hmm. um, and then that was and I haven't and then on a straight bar. Yeah, I never touched, never went for a max since then. So, um, so um, on, so this on the past weekend, um, that PR, that deadlift was a seventy pound deadlift PR, and That's then a hundred, cool. and then a last time I did in a hundred pound um, axle 
no, hundred pound competition PR. I did it on an axle last time, but it was still, yeah, it was hundred pounds yeah. competition PR. Yeah. That's awesome. So good times. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so the bag toss, you, uh, failed three times at 50 pounds and then managed to get on your fourth throw. That's, I mean, it's heartbreaking failing a bag toss, a heavy bag toss at that, but to uh, keep your head in the game long enough to come back and actually get it on the fourth rep, like right before the time ran out. Yeah, I needed I needed the points, but I I don't know if you were watching before, but I almost zeroed the forty bag. Yeah, I, <laughs> Three, that, yeah. Yeah, I got it on the third rep. I was like, holy, oh my my heart was beating. I'm like, oh, I can't blow it. I just like I had a crew is just lead a huge lead. I was like, I can't blow this, but um, on the fifty pound bag. Um, the first throw was, should have been right there. It just like mm-hmm. took the unlucky shift. It was like literally I was sitting on top of the, on yeah. the pole. So that, that was a little discouraging, but um, yeah, just, just got it out. I've had, a, I've had a couple of those moments kind of similar to um, the squad at clash. I almost got, I almost got stapled, but I kind of pulled it out. So sometimes you just throw it into another gear yep. and, and you get it done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even James had a similar situation on his third throw mm-hmm. with the 60, to win the event, but you know, it's just, it's rough to come back. How, I mean, you don't realize in bag tossing, I think, uh, Anthony mentioned it on the live stream and with Rob, um, you don't really register how fatiguing that event is until all of a sudden you hit that wall. Mm-hmm. And sometimes literally the bag will hit that wall and then you got nothing left. It's, it, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit of a frustrating event, but it's, one of those events, similar to the fingers, but I, I took I took to the fingers a little more naturally than the bags. But the bags were introduced uh, the first time I had them were in 2018. So it's not like, and of course I've been competing since 2012. I didn't get those additional six years to do tosses. I never tossed anything until 2018. So I'm still kind of relatively like catching up to some things. Like it's not like a, a log or a yoke or a stone that I've, I've had a I have thousands of hours more than the other guy. This is something that I'm I've, I've had as much time or competitions as anybody yep. else though it's still something that i hope to improve yeah and it's uh seemingly an event at everything in the upcoming like foreseeable future oh yeah it's i think i think it's gonna be yeah probably at least one throw at clash and then mm-hmm. yeah, throw osg when i went to russia though they didn't have a throw i was like thank god but it's just <laughs> it's literally every contest it's 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 like a truck pull it doesn't like truck pull doesn't need to be every contest but it's it's on like, that same level and then like less grip events all right anyway enough bag <laughs> <laughs> uh and then the Husafel max carry that Husafel looked like it was a bitch to to grab onto it wasn't a standard size or anything no oh, and that, that was in, I, i'm glad it was a little easier to pick and hold and take it around than i envisioned okay. i thought when i first saw the picture of it i'm like oh that looks kind of like it's gonna suck but it had the nice little lips on it um yeah and of course kind of took it for a ride um of course like james and tommy took it for pretty long and bromley took third on that and he took it for a huge distance mm-hmm. um and i'm glad i'm glad the competition didn't come down to that because that's that's not one it's a, it's a decent event i was above average mm-hmm. but it's not i wasn't a uh, i don't think of, i didn't podium the last two years on the on the max who's felt i was always yeah above average above the yeah, top half or just it, it looked excruciating uh, to run with that. And then watching James's run with like 370 feet was just too much. I'm curious. And maybe, maybe James will listen and he'll tell me, uh, if he practiced sitting, that's those pauses, right. Where you sit <laughs> down, take a break and go. And then, cause he was, it looked pretty routine that he's done that 
a few yeah. times. I, now you, I, I think I remember him doing last year, but I almost did think of where he maybe like I want to curious if he purposely trains uh, stops like that so he can get the extra distance and he he killed it. Yeah, I think he I think he, he was like in the mid three. So yeah, knowing all the tricks that James typically shows up with and implements, I would not be surprised if that's just how he trains it. Smart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last question I got on my, uh, post was, are you going to buy anything cool with your 12 grand? Hmm. I think cool. I think, am I, am I investing to a steer dumbbell? Uh, Ooh. with that? I got it. Had a guy, I think the guy that made Martins, um, hmm. he, he reached, I uh, know I reached out to him at inquiring about it. Cause I, I think like, for instance, I was, uh, I was on the hunt for a 200 pound Thomas inch for a while. Um, and I just, I was using the ones that I was using the Thomas engine. And I just enjoyed it just for my training. Cause it's so compact. It's such a longer range of motion. I felt like if I can press the Thomas inch, I can press anything. Yeah. So um, I'm like, all right, I want to find a, like a 200 pound Thomas inch. And there was only like really one place that made it, but I think they went under for a little bit because of Corona um, because it was a foundry like in Michigan uh, or something like that. And then there's, Another, of course, the guy that made Martins. Um, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna look into it. But he, it's pretty, exp- it's pretty expensive. I, I think it's like, I think the bell itself is like, um, like thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars, and then shipping is probably gonna be another um, big, probably as much as the dumbbell. So yeah, two hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's not cheap to ship. Yeah, but I think uh, that would be a cool, pre- I have a cool present to myself. But I did just buy the the Norma Tech boots to recover. So okay. um, yeah, so I'll try, I'll try to figure out. But yeah, I think that's probably. That's high on my list. I haven't had all my 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 board of success where I had <laughs> all my I put all my kind of goals, but also like kind of what I need to do. I have sear dumbbell on there, so I think that's what I'm leaning towards. Nice. What uh, leading into OSG? Um, I know the bags are an event that aren't necessarily your top event, so maybe add that to the list. But what other events are you maybe concerned about? Any? None. That's OSG lines up better than. Um, ASM did in terms of like my skill set. Um, so log is gonna be good. Yoke, I'll be upset if I don't win it. Um, deadlift, I've been averaging podium the last four contests. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I feel again at least podium would be better. And are then, you gonna are you gonna wear a suit for OSG? Yes. So okay. that's how are you? I mean, I know I have a hell of a time getting to the bar fast enough in a suit. Um, how are you feeling with speed getting through that ladder? I've done, I did it once. And of course are trained for it. Um, I think you end up just modifying this, the suit a little bit. You don't have it as the the tightest setting. Like <laughs> I ha- I've had it on pretty tight. So probably a little looser and it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy, to, pretty easy to move. Um, and of course, just, I was actually was watching Anthony's run because he does a really good job both years um, with the ladder. And of course he, um, he reverse grips it most, most of the time and then yeah. finishes off using the suit. But, um, but yeah, overall, I feel, yeah, I feel pretty strong in that event. And then the last one is, um, the medley, which I, I have a who's and a sandbag, which I, 300, both 300 pound each. So both the same weights from ASM. So yeah. I'm really just got practice kind of conditioning. Uh, and then the drag, um, yeah, I'm a fairly good, fairly good dragger f- foot speed. Um, okay. so I feel confident there. So yeah, the sandbag throws again. I've been I've, I've been average. I've been average. So like an ASM, I was mid pack. So right. mid pack is fine there. And then stones, I rarely I rarely lose if needed. So I'm kind of the king of stones. So it's a good way to uh, finish. Yeah, finish that out. So yeah. So in that math, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident for. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd say, I mean, you won. But I take all takers. I know I, I know Justin Loy, Mike Cognon. I think Bromley and James are all coming back. So yep. I think I think they're all ready, but I'll take on all takers. And I hope a lot of like international guys come. It's going to be, I think it's going to be tough. There's a few that are going to be left out, but yeah. all right. But yeah, you were saying. Oh, I was going to say you, uh, you very, well, it appeared easy on compared to everybody else on the live stream, but I'm sure it wasn't easy. The car walk at Clash. And that was a much more janky <laughs> kind of setup than the actual yoke car that will be at OSG. So I imagine that you won't have any issue with that. No, well, it's, it's I think a lot of it just comes down to like who, who the best yoker is mm-hmm. uh, on that car walk, and then also um, on this on this new car walk. Um, and and I guess let me correct myself. I don't necessarily mean janky in a bad way. It was just it was set up to be unstable and difficult on purpose to make it harder. Mm-hmm. versus this is an actual yoke welded into a car frame so yeah well just but just um but i, I think i had an easy time because i've done i think i was counting like five five contests where i've had a 900 pound yoke or more Jeez. i think and I, don't, I don't believe any of the other guys that i competed against that day even i've ever done a 900 pound yoke in a competition so it's just it's just there was just the experience and yeah. short, short choppy steps some guys were start doing wide and big steps they just haven't haven't done it as much and they haven't done it as heavy so they don't really understand how to properly yoke makes sense and plus it helps that that car walk really helps if you have like wide shoulders like poor josh isley has like the narrowest frame <laughs> so like slipping off his shoulders but that yeah those straps were pretty unforgiving it looked like mm, they were but i don't think it's broken now so i don't, I don't think we have to worry about <laughs> that being in many other contests yeah you hate an event just break the equipment <laughs> absolutely yeah. What, uh, what are the stone weights for OSG? I can't remember. I think they go up to like, I think they're like, it's like a 120 kilos, like, like 265 or 264 up to like 400. Okay. That's not too but, bad. but generally lens, uh, lens stones are pretty dusty. So they've been tough in the past. So hopefully <laughs> that's not an issue or maybe the new stones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how many people tear through all the way to that final one. Yeah. It's been, you know, actually that's been, um, it's been pretty tough. Uh, neither I or Clayton got it in 2017, 2018. No, one, I don't think anybody got it. Um, or I'm not sure if it was different, but yeah, yeah, no one, no one got it. Um, 2019 was the power stairs. So yeah, no one's ever for a hundred fives. No one's ever actually fin- finished all six stones. If, if again, if this year is the same weight as the other, so should be interesting Could be a good goal. Is there anybody I know, obviously, you're, you're feeling confident and it makes sense why you would be. Is there anybody that you feel like is a real I'm, uh, it's a strongman is one of those sports where on any given day, things can line up just right for somebody. But is there anybody that you think is a, your biggest threat? Mm. They're not they're not they're not in America. It's uh, yeah. it's David Shammy from Russia. Um, so I competed. I, was, I actually competed twice against him. Um, he's much younger. He's a freak athlete. Um, but he's like, he's almost too big for the weight class. So okay. I think I, he'll probably, he's a young, he's like 25. Um, he should probably go up a weight class and then just dominate that team. But yeah, if he, so he's the only one that I consider that, like, depending on the event selection, it could go either way. So, but unfortunately right now, um, in terms of the American scene, I just, I have the most, I'm the, I'm kind of sitting in the seat where I've had the most, I have the most experience. I have the most notable wins as long as they're healthy. Um, yeah, it's, it's I'm not going anywhere. But yeah, I would say, yeah, David Shammy from okay. Russia. I'll have to look into him. I don't know much about him. 
Yeah, he's uh I think he's yeah, Shammy's Shammy Strongman now. He keeps changing yeah, his name. Strongman. Okay. He's he saw he's uh so we're on the topic. So he he so that's interesting. So like I, I want to go for the, the dumbbell record, but the minute like I go the dumbbell record, he probably could beat it. So he did 220 <laughs> for 10 recently. I don't know if he'd cut weight for that. And then oh yeah, a guy sent him to me on the Instagram page for this. And then uh, and then he's doubled 286 on the dumbbell before. So oh, shit. Like you, you saw Rob, you saw Martins and Rob um Kearney like make their own YouTube videos about pressing 280. He's he, he's just about that. I think he's he was supposed to do a competition to press 300 for 105 kilo, but I don't think he ever got the he didn't get the opportunity. But he he has like 180. I think he did the 180 log in competition beltless um early in the year. I want to say or, it, or maybe it was under his shirt, but he did at least he did 180 log. Um, and then the axle, when I competed against him in the, in the axle, um, he cleaned it really funny. Like he pulled it up and then like had his bicep out. But um, but then he he got he was he came in second to it. But he, he struggled with um, the no belt clean rules. Um, but yeah, I would. I would re- yeah, I would recommend checking out. So he like he's a crazy like gymnast. They used to have like a gymnast background. He does arm wrestling. Um, I think he just, I think he just lifts all the time. So again, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a tough son of a gun. Right on. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've been reaching out to a few people, um, to get some ex, some opinions that have not been shared yet in strongman, or at least on my podcast. And, uh, I won't name names yet because I'm going to get an episode and it'll all be dropped. Uh, but there's somebody that has come out and told me that their opinion right now is that the 105 class is the weakest it's been in a very long time and that you are so far ahead of everybody that nobody can keep up that it's hurting the class. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I, I think it's, I, I believe it, it's fair that like a lot of like the, at least the U S pros um, like you had, of course they have like kind of firm and turned into a promoter. Um, Terry Rady hasn't competed in forever. Um, of course, Sean DeMarinas, um, of course he was a great force, um, but hasn't really been able to stay healthy. We, I had a lot of these guys that I used to kind of compete with, um, that are, um, pretty much, that pretty much I, I outlasted them is pretty much the long answer. I just kind of had a kind of longer, longer career. And I'm able to kind of stay in the sport, but all those guys that had all that great experience are now gone and all these you have a, like a new kind of new system, a new class, even though like, you, of course you have James De- Deffing Bog, or of course just took second ASM took first in 2017. So he's still kind of in the picture, but you have a lot of these guys coming back um, saying that I, I hurt the class. I think that's, I think that's ridiculous. Not, uh, not that you hurt the class that I guess that's not what I meant. It's like, saying it, but it's also not, I, I think we're seeing record numbers from even, even like the axle, I think was, Tommy gang, um, 377, um, coming in second in that would have held pretty high in any, any ASM, um, or even on a world stage, I think prior on the world stage, a lot of guys hit 396 and 407. So, um, and that was 2015, 105 kilo world strongest man. So that, um, so again, it's up there and then having some of the polls, like I would say some of the polls, even like having two guys pull 785, uh, is more than any other contest that we've had. I, I think yeah. Rob and Sean pulled 800 and 750 uh, back when. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the same contest. So again, that's it's if on the same level, but yeah, I would say it's the sports always evolving. Um, but again, it's like, I'm, I'm unfortunate. I'm not, I didn't get to really me and Anthony didn't get to bump heads at, when we're both at our peaks, but yeah. Um, I, but again, that's, I think you can even look back to other heavyweight world strongest men and see the same kind of thing. Some guys yeah. uh, come out like the guy that won in 2004 um i was i don't know his name i just can't say it right now but he came out 2004 he won and then like vashil uh, i'm not even gonna try so but he won and there came back but he beat marius he beat he beat Zadrumnus, he beat everybody that was good but just he had a he was just like a of course like a shooting star so yeah. burned really burned too bright and then he was gone but of course like guys like Zadrunas competed mm-hmm. still competing so yeah. So for the, so that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going to let him, uh, uh, oh, we, we, we get it. We get to hear it. We'll, I get to watch it. Yeah. 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 I'll be, uh, it, it's an interesting take and I'm going to let him elaborate on it and then I'll be dropping an episode about the opinion. And there's just the brief part that he's given me. I mean, there's some things that it's hard to argue with, but I, I would say, I agree with what you're saying too. Um, the, the experts as you, I guess could call them have kind of been dropping out of the competitions just because they're moving on to other things or injuries or whatever it is. And like you said, you've kind of outlasted them for the most part. Um, not to say that, you know, Anthony couldn't come out of retirement one of these days or Terry Rady couldn't come out of retirement one of these days and, you know, see how they stack up again. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I definitely, I will say relative to lock competition, I think I came out of the lockdown just, ready to go. I think it's yep. just most prepared, most hours under my belt. So it's just one of those things. And that's why I always encourage everybody to compete, right? Because a lot of times it's, it's again, it's the long game, but it's whoever people don't win because they're the strongest, necessarily the strongest sometimes who's competitive, who's competed more and who's able to transit. And then once in more you compete and the more you understand your body and the more um, you can make improvements and you can always, and then of course make more measurable goals and what gets measured gets improved. So something for you long, young lads compete often. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from the best. What, uh, do you have any more questions that showed up on your uh, Instagram? I had, I had one and this is a guy, Mike at, um, at, at TPS. He was asking how sexy my gym owner, Mr. Murph is from one through 10. And, <laughs> the, and the answer is uh, there is no limit. So ah. um, ho- yeah, hopefully with both Murph and Mike are listening. Is, that, um, is she an older lady? Is she? No, it's actually a guy, but. Oh, okay. Um, but Murph has a nice beard. Um, there you go. That makes and, up a lot. <laughs> and then, yeah, and that, 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 uh, of course I didn't, I haven't actually, I haven't checked, but those, I only had, only had a, only a few of the other ones. Some of them were, out, were a little um, outside of strong man, but let's mm. just take a look. No, don't want to miss any questions or else they'll beat me up. And come to my house. <laughs> I think that's all we got. Okay. You don't want to hear from me. They're sick of, they're sick of me, me and my videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was catching some heat from uh, Mike O'Connor on Instagram about Ooh. having you on here so often. Of course. So yeah. Co-host. Yeah. Yeah. He's just but saying Mike, he's, uh, he's in Seattle this week and I haven't gotten to catch up with him to record an episode. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Mike would be a great one because he's a, one of the more, um, cerebral strong man that you have in the sport. So very, very, uh, science-based approach. And, um, and of course, great training partner. So, and great dude. Yeah. I'm supposed to link up with him at uh dungeon, 
uh, strength RX here in uh, the Seattle area tomorrow. So cool. Is that, and then when do you move? When you move to Texas? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, cool. Well, yes, we're hey. uh, in the midst of uh, hectic. We just the movers just came and picked everything up today, and then the original movers we had canceled with like a day's notice. Ouch. So we've been scrambling for the last couple of days, which is why today's been so hectic for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Well, thank you for making the time. And of absolutely. course, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, bud. Yes, sir. Thanks, buddy.